Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Thank you for subscribing to 28 Days of Glory, daily segments of biblical principle taught by the right Reverend LaVon and Reverend Selena Breland. Let's pray and get right into the lesson. Father, we praise you and thank you for this day. Knowing that this is the day that you have made, we rejoice and are glad. We thank you for another opportunity to worship you in spirit and in truth. It is the authority of your word that gives me confidence to make boldly known the mysteries of the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. I do lean and depend on the Holy Spirit as educator and guide to give me clear articulation of speech and deliberation of thought as I make manifold known the wisdom of God. Holy Spirit, I say, have your way. Do what only you can do. Anoint the people's ears to hear what the Spirit has to say to the church. And Father, in everything that shall be accomplished and revealed, you be glorified. For it is in the name of the Lord Jesus that I do praise you and give you glory. In Jesus' precious name, amen. We are beginning a new series entitled The Believers of Bible Scholars. Boot camp, the Believers Bible Scholars Boot Camp. And it has been a challenge of ours to empower biblical literacy. So tonight we're going to subtitle uh, part one Brilliance Through Biblical Literacy. Brilliance Revealed Through Biblical Literacy. If you have a notebook, we're going to be taking various notes. And this also begins our systematic study of the Word of God. I'm going to explain. That and give you some tips on this, and by the end of this particular series, you will have a great appreciation for studying the Word of God. Let's go to a primary passage today, and um, it is a popular one, but I think it is important for us to read. Matter of fact, we're going to go to several scriptures, but let's go to the first one um, found in Timothy, the second chapter. Glory to God. Timothy, the second chapter, verse 15, in the second division of Timothy, that is, study to show thyself approved unto God, a workman that needeth not to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. And it also goes on in verse 16, it says, but shun profane and vain babblings, for they will increase unto ungodliness. And then it says, and their words will eat as doth a canker. Of course, that's a cankerworm of whom Hymenae and Philetus, and he's speaking of uh, specific people in this passage. But it says, who concerning the truth have erred, saying there that the resurrection is past already and overthrow the faith of some. Nevertheless, the foundation of God standeth sure, having this. The Lord um, seal, the Lord knoweth them that are his, and let every one that nameth the name of Christ depart from iniquity. iniquity. And I, I, I should have read verses 14. It says, Of these things put them in remembrance, charging them before the Lord, that they strive not about words to no profit, but, be sub, uh, but to the subverting of the hearers to study to show ourselves approved. And it goes on to that. 
also in the Word of God, we have read in, in the success commentary, one of the primary passages that uh, provokes us to uh, study and meditation is Joshua, the first chapter, the call of Joshua in the transition of that leadership. And we understand that the Word of God is, is, is the most powerful gift that God has given us because it is, the, it is the authority of God revealed to us. And in the first chapter of Joshua, verse 8 through about 10, it, tells, it says this. It says, This book of the law shall not depart out of thy mouth, but thou shalt meditate therein day and night, that thou mayest observe to do according to all that is written therein. For then thou shalt make thy way prosperous, and thou shalt have good success. Have I not commanded thee, be strong and of good courage? Be not afraid, neither be thou dismayed, for the Lord thy God is with thee, whether, whethersoever thou goest. So we have a promise that he's with us, but he wants us to meditate on the word of God. And, and of course, you know, in Psalms chapter 1 is another great passage. And I'm just giving you some foundational passages of the Word of God that should be etched in your stone, in, in, into your soul, rather, etched into your stone. But no, you don't want your heart to be a heart of stone, but you want to be a heart of flesh sensitive to the uh, pulses of God. And so, of course, the, the first scripture is, um, uh, the first chapter of Psalms gives us the way to prosperity, and it also gives us the way to the God quality of life. It says, "Blessed is the man who does not, who, a man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor standeth in the way of sinners, nor sitteth in the seat of the scornful, but his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in that law doth he meditate day and night. And he shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water, that bringeth forth his fruit in his season, and his leaves shall also not wither, and whatsoever he doeth shall prosper." The ungodly. Are not so, but they are like the chaff which the wind driveth away. Therefore the ungodly shall not stand in the judgment, nor the sinners in the congregations of the righteous. For the Lord knoweth the way of the righteous, but the ungodly shall perish. In Psalms 119, verses 129 through 131, it says that the testimonies of the Lord are wonderful. Therefore do, doth my soul keep them. The entrance of thy word giveth light. And, and then giveth understanding unto the symbol. I have opened my mouth and, plant, and panted, for I long for thy commandments. The scriptures affirm us that also we have not received the spirit of the world in 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 12. But the spirit, of, um, the spirit who is from God, that we may understand what is freely given us, of, given us because uh, of God. And so we know that the Holy Spirit has also been sent in to lead us and to guide us into the truth. So um, we, as the body of Christ, must become uh, diligent students of the Word of God, and we must be scholars of the Scripture. No one should be able to over-inform us of what God has freely given that we might know and what we might understand. Amen? So um, I've given you um, uh, Joshua 1, 8, 2 Timothy 2, 14, or 14 through 18, Psalms 119, 121. I've given you 2 Corinthians 2, 12, 
And I've also given you um, Psalms chapter 1, verses 1 through 3. And those scriptures help give a foundation for why it's important for us to have a high regard for the Word of God. Now, the Word of God is what empowers us to live a godly life. But it's the Holy Spirit that enables us to live that life by bringing life and light to the Word. And as we study the Word of God, we build ourselves up in our most holy faith through being led and guided by the Holy Spirit. I'm not really trying to quote the Scripture, but I'm trying to encourage us that the, the letter killeth, but the Spirit giveth life. It is the Holy Spirit that illuminates the quality and the, the intent behind the Word of God. And God wants us to be diligently seeking him. Of course, let's go to Romans 10, the 10th chapter of Romans, and let's read some scriptures. Now, I know this is kind of foundational, but as we begin to explore and expand our quality of thinking in light of the scriptures, we're going to be even more, propel even more uh, um, in depth in the Holy Ghost as we um, begin to build ourselves, okay? So now it says in verse 17, um, it says, but they have not all obeyed, verse 16, of the gospel. For Isaiah saith, the Lord, the Lord who hath believed our report. So then faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. And it says, but I say, have they not heard? Yes, verily, their sound went into all the earth and the words unto the ends of the world. But And then it goes into how... The children of Israel rejected the word of God. But we are not to reject the word of God. Okay? So, um, because we don't want to be those where the word of God takes of none effect. Now, the word of God, it contains the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. The gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. And it is that gospel, the word gospel means good news, that motivates us and inspires us to connect these words to living, for the just shall live by faith. Uh, um, and we walk by faith and not by sight. Amen. And so God's word is potent with, the, with, with power, with the power of the gospel. And the gospel enables us to live a quality life. In the first chapter of Romans, it says, concerning his son, Jesus Christ, our Lord, which was made of the seed of David according to the flesh and declared to be the son of God with power, according to the spirit of holiness by the resurrection of, from the dead, by whom we have received grace and apostleship for obedience to the faith among all nations for his name, among whom ye are also called into the Lord Jesus Christ, all those in Rome, beloved of God, called to be the saints. Grace to you and peace from our God and Father, the Lord Jesus, and of the Lord Jesus Christ. First, I thank God through Jesus Christ for you all, since um, that your faith is spoken of throughout the whole world. So the gospel is spoken of throughout the whole world. For God is my witness, whom I serve with my spirit in the gospel of his Son, that without ceasing I make mention of you always in my prayers, making a request of any means now the length that I might have some prosperous journey by the will of God to come unto you. For I long to see you that I may impart unto you some spiritual gifts, that at the end you may be established. So the gospel establishes us. That is, that I may come, uh, uh, be comforted together with you by the mutual faith, both of you and me. Now I would not have... 
you ignorant brethren, that oft times I have purposed to come to you, but was here uh, less hitherto that I may have a fruit among um, among you also, and even among other Gentiles. I am a debtor of the Greeks and of the barbarians, both wise and to the unwise, so that as much as is in me, I am ready to preach the gospel to you that are at Rome. This is um. This is a powerful verse that's coming up, verse 16. For I am not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus, of Christ, for it is the power of God unto everyone that believeth, to the Jew first and to the Greek also, or to also to the Greek. For therein is the righteousness of God revealed from faith to faith. For as it is written, the just shall live by faith. So the word of God enables us to live the Christian life through the proclamation of the gospel. And the gospel reveals us to the grace that is found in Christ that empowers us to live out our Christian life, which is the Holy Spirit, which enables us to live the Christian life. And so we must then develop several things in order to, um, to engage into this world. Uh, I like Corinthians where it says, The natural man cannot obtain the things of God, neither does he know them, because they are spiritually discerned. So the, the, you have to be able to compare spiritual things with spiritual. It says in um, 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verses 13 through 15, which things we also speak not in words which a man's wisdom teacheth, but that which the Holy Ghost teacheth, comparing spiritual things with spiritual things. But the natural man receiveth not the things of the Spirit of God, for they are foolishness unto him, neither can he know them, because they are spiritually discerned. But he that is spiritual judges all things, yet he himself is judged by no man. The word of God uh, causes spiritual discernment to arise in our hearts. And these scriptures are pivotal to us growing and in the nature of God. If ye abide in me and my word abides in you, you can approach God through, through a lens of understanding that you have pur purposely and personally developed in your life to be... Uh, um, be devoted to the things of God. Now, my commendation to you as children of God is is found in First Corinthians chapter four, verses twenty through twenty three. It says, "My son, attend to my words; incline thine ear unto my saying. Let them not depart from thine eyes; keep them in the midst of thine heart, for they are life unto them that find it, and health to all their flesh. Keep thy heart with all diligence, for out of it flows the issues." Of life, and so listen. God also reminds us in the early part of that chapter that He taught um, that that through the wisdom of God He has taught us and said unto me, "Let thine heart retain my words, keep my commandments, and live." So get wisdom, get understanding, forget it not. Neither uh, decline from the words of my mouth. So my commendation to you today is to develop a reverence toward the Word of God. And if you cannot believe what is written, you will not receive what should be perceived out of the Spirit. So the disciplinary factor of the Word of God is established in us devoting ourselves to the written Word of God. And we as Christians must learn in this life how to be diligent seekers. If we seek, we shall find. If we knock, opportunities will be available. And if we ask, we will get the answer. Glory to God. But if we don't do those things, if we don't pursue those things, then we will miss out on the quality of life that God has established for us to achieve. Now, when you begin to engage into the written word of God, 
several things happen to you spiritually. First, you get spiritually nourished. You get spiritually nourished. You get um, the word of God is seen as something that will make you grow and fulfill a hunger for righteousness to resolve whatever is wrong in your life and to correct it and align it to the passions of God's word. Then not only will you get spiritually nourished, you will also get spiritually sensitive. You will develop through the discipline of constant application of the word of God in your personal everyday affairs. You will develop a passion to keep a communication and conduct that is consistent with the heart and the hearing of the Holy Spirit. So not only will you get discern or nourishment, but you'll get sensitivity, but also you will get discernment. Discernment. You will be able to recognize and it will help you distinguish exactly what God has for you, whether it, it is right or wrong, whether it's applicable or non-applicable, whether you are to approach it or you to are to, to refrain it because you will see as he sees because you have heard him say what he said. And as you begin to do what he has told you to do, see, to love Jesus is to do what he says. That's what the scripture lets us know. So as a, a result of in acting on the word of God, we begin to recognize clearly what is of God and what is not. And that process is called spiritual discernment. But when all of those things are matured and perfected in God's love and established through the guidance of the Holy Spirit, then we not only get spiritual nourishment and spiritual discernment and spiritual sensitivity, we also get spiritual authority. Spiritual authority. And that means God can trust us and trust us with authorized assignments of, 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 uh, of objectives and outcomes that once we enact, because he has confidence in our ability, he will enable us to, to work out his plans. And as a result, we are authorized to function just as he functions on the earth. The Bible says when we, are give, when we come into the kingdom of God, is not in word, but it's in power. And the words that he speaks, they are spirit and they are life. When God can entrust you with the word of God, based on your discipline of learning what is written, then he will give you a perception so you can perform for him. Hallelujah. So first God provokes us through the word of God. We develop a pattern of study in the word of God. And then God entrusts us with his power and it provokes us to exemplify his standards on the earth so we can perform just like he would perform. And that's what spiritually authorizes us to exist as children of God. And the Bible tells us to let our light. What is our light? The word of God. The interest of thy word giveth light. So the word of God that we have hid in our heart that we might not come short and slack concerning the promises of God is what we let shine. We let it shine because the word of God affects our lives. We've retained it in our minds and in our hearts. And we've endeavored to, to, to rely on the Holy Spirit to translate his truths so we can walk it by faith and not by sight. And as a result, not only do we get spiritually authorized, but we get perfected. Because the love of God is perfected in the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. And we are perfected. We are brought to maturity in Christ. Perfection in the word of God. Um, uh, in the word of God is not indicative, uh, indicative, or indicative of, of a quality where you get no flaws, but it's, uh, it's where you attain superior maturity based on your alliance to the permitted will of God. And as a result of you acting on the permitted will of God, he perfects the things that concern you. 
Hallelujah. And so the word of God, not only, so so there we see five things. We see that God's word gives us spiritual nourishment. It gives us spiritual sensitivity. It gives us spiritual discernment. It gives us spiritual authority. And then it also gives us spiritual perfection. This is just as a result of just learning the written word of God. Because if you can't believe what is written, you won't learn how to um, operate on that which is perceived. And as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. God wants to write the laws of his and the intents of his heart on your heart. But the only way that he can do that is by going through your head. Hallelujah. And that's why he tells you to meditate on the word of God. So that that can get in your thought process, and then it could wake up, and, and, and that connection of the Word of God engaged in your thought life will spark a reverence and a revelation of God. Why? Because your spirit man is hearing what is familiar to him. Your spirit is the candle of the Lord. It's perfected in God. It already understands all things. That's why you don't need any run to really teach you the Word of God, but you do need to be able to be receptive to when the word of God is coming forth. Now, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. And the Bible also goes on to say, how can they hear without a preacher? And it tells you to align yourself to the word of God. So here are some things that you can do to develop a spiritual learning habit. Some things that you can do to develop a spiritual learning habit. Number one, you can develop a spiritual library of resources. Develop a spiritual library. Start with the Bible. And then, and then once you start with the Bible, you ask the Lord and through prayer what authors and what, what material you can get to help you understand the Bible. Uh, the, the, the library should always begin with the, the, the things that help you define. I buy a, a library without a dictionary is a scary place because there's a lot of liter literature that you won't be able to translate unless you understand the words. And our, our, our dictionary for the believer is the Bible. And the Bible is, is, is the foundational uh, place that we go to bring all things under, under divine alignment and alliance to the things of God. And, and, and before we apply anything to our lives and call it spiritual, we, we make certain that it implies and adheres to the basis of the Word of God. But if the Word of God is not in your library, and you're listening to all these tapes and you're listening to people on TV, you'll get mixed up in your own life and not be able to apply what you need to know to be enabled to live the Christian life. And God wants you to be enabled to live, glory to God, the Christian life. So you want to develop a spiritual library. Number two, you want to divide the, a time out daily to learn from that system. So you start with the Bible. You start with your notes. Date and outline your notes. Uh, give yourself a system. Ask the Holy Spirit to envelop a system in you to where you learn how you study the Bible. Do you get what I'm saying? I use the principle of five. I find at least about five passages, and I get about five points from each of those passages and see if they correspond with each other on a subject matter, and then I, I calculate that. I type it. I write it down. So when I go back to reference it, it becomes revelation because it's, an or, it's organized. It's organized because I've already had an initial conversation with God about it. And then God can bring things to my remembrance about things and, and qualify and amplify and grow on the system because I have a library. And from that library, I set out time to learn the systems in that library. 
And then you only build on your library when God has enabled or established an emphasis on some on a subject matter that He wants you to get books from for or develop on. Amen. So a lot of times people go in to engage their spiritual study without really having a defined biblical system. First of all, they don't understand the Bible that they read. Get a Bible that you can read and understand. Uh, translations are, are um are good at, at some point in time you want to use um, one of the older translations so that you can learn ex- what, what was first penned and then from there compare the, 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 the oldest translation with some of the newer versions that have some emphasis on there that have been achieved through authors that have amplified what has already been qualified in the scriptures. But the scriptures were preserved um, in a certain text in a certain tense. Because there are, there are even connotations behind words in the Jewish and um, and the Greek language that have imprints that don't necessarily agree with Western terminology and connotation. So it's important that you get some things like um, some uh, Greek and uh, Hebrew uh, um, translated um, tools to help you understand the intent behind the content, and then also. You want to deepen the study with incorporating prayer, meditation, and fasting. That's thirdly, prayer, meditation, and fasting. You want to deepen uh, that study by incorporating prayer, meditation, and fasting. Hallelujah. And then after that, you want to detach from others, um, uh, uh, others to hear for yourself. You want to detach from others to hear from yourself. And lastly, you want to depend on the Holy Spirit. You want to depend on the Holy Spirit. Let me give you this. The Bible is set to do five things. The Bible is set to do five things. Now, this is a boot camp, so I'm giving you as much information that you can take, and you can go back and study on your own and amplify from these subjects. And then tomorrow we're going to give some interpretive applications to where you can uh, have confidence when you go to approach the Scriptures. And we're going to give some um, categories and things like that to help you um, know your Bible, because if you are not a scholar in your Bible but you claim belief, you are wasting your time. You are wasting your time because you have to have a certain amount of confidence in order to connect and to characterize the qualities that come out of the scripture. And that just, that just requires you developing first the discipline, connecting to the brilliance of literacy, learning from what you read. Hallelujah. So the Bible is set to, number one, bring right standing with God to you. It is set to bring you in right standing with God. Number two, the Bible is set to build faith in the heart through the revelation of the word of God. Hallelujah. Number three, to break erroneous concepts with light and truth. To break erroneous concepts with light and truth. And number four, to become accustomed to the supernatural through the Holy Spirit. It is the Bible that introduces us to the Holy Spirit. And if you cannot believe what is written, Lord knows you won't be able to perceive what is revealed. Hallelujah. And then fifthly, to bless the believers when they apply it to life. You have been blessed with all spiritual blessings in Christ. And, and, and let's close in Colossians. Glory to God. This is a personal pursuit 
that we must achieve as believers. And I know we've gone and exhausted the scriptures, but we can never get tired of these passages because it's in this foundational root that we develop confidence in approaching God. And we want to be believers that have a biblical scholastic boot camp. We want to be able to drive discipline. So uh, just in the little stuff that I gave you, um, I believe you can take what I've given and apply it to your life and see a difference in your walk of faith. Because in order to walk by faith and not by sight, you have to have confidence in the word of God. And if you don't have confidence that the word of God can work for you, you're not going to convince somebody else that it could work for them. Amen. So listen, we give thanks since the day, uh, we give thanks to God and the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, praying for you always. Since we heard of your faith in Christ Jesus and the love which you have toward all the saints, for the hope which is laid up in you in heaven, wherefore we heard before in the word of the truth of the gospel, which has come unto you as it is in, a, in all the world, and bringeth forth fruit and and it doeth also in you since the day ye heard of it and knew the grace of, of God in truth, as ye also learned um, through our dear fellow servant, who is for you a faithful minister in Christ, who also declared unto you, um, unto us, your love in the Spirit. For this we cease, uh, we cease, uh, for this seek cause. We also, since the day we heard of it, do not cease to pray for you and desire that ye might be filled with the knowledge of his will and all wisdom and spiritual understanding, that ye might walk worthy of the Lord unto all pleasing, being fruitful in every good work and increasing in the knowledge of God, strengthened with all might according to his glorious power, unto all patience and long-suffering with joyfulness, giving thanks unto the Father, which has made us meet or able to be partakers of the inheritance of the saints in light, who hath delivered us from the power of darkness and hath translated us into the kingdom of his dear Son, in whom we also have redemption through his blood, even the forgiveness of sin, who is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn of every creature, for by him were all things created that are in heaven and in, that are in the earth, visible and invisible, whether they be thrones or dominions or principalities or powers, all things were created by him and for him. And, and he is before all things, and, and by him all things consist. And he is the head of the body of the church, who beginning the firstborn from the dead, that in all things he might have preeminence. Making Christ a priority in your life will bring out the revelation of the church, and it will also cause uh, the grace of God to be increased so you can walk worthy unto the Lord, unto every good work, being able to produce in every fruitful work. So um, literacy, biblical literacy is built through brilliance, the brilliance of the Holy Spirit. And the brilliance of the Holy Spirit does three things. First, it gives us a life of discipline. A life of discipline. Glory to God. A life of discipline. Discipline to be devoted to the things of God. Discipline to be diligent Bible readers and discipline to do, be doers of the word. Then it also encourages us to have a legitimate commitment to a local congregation. Because the gifts of God have been sent for the work of the ministry, for the perfecting of the saints, and for the edification of the body of Christ. This same, this same body that we are to walk worthy of so that we can have uh, preeminence in Christ. Now, in order for that to happen, we have to locate a place to learn from a learned preacher. 
where they uh, they uh, they pull up the the integrity and the importance of understanding the word of God for yourself. And then you have to limit excuses for not being uh, consistent to attending worship and word studies at that particular place of 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 of, of faith. And then you got to live those principles out in your life so that they work. And then lastly, the Holy Spirit prompts us to listen deep within, a listening spirit, a listening spirit. Why? Because in doing so, we are letting the Holy Spirit speak first through the Scripture. We are letting God's perspective have personal space in our lives. And then we are leaning not to our own understanding, but in all of our ways acknowledging him so that he can direct our path. Amen? Now, we're going we're gonna to pick up more and learn a whole lot more in the next lessons to come. But we want you to be brilliant and allow the Holy Spirit to bring brilliance out of your biblical scholastic endeavors by becoming literate, literate in the spirit through a life of discipline, through a legit commitment to a local congregation, and developing a listening spirit, because God has things for you to know. Shall we pray? Holy Spirit, I thank you because your word does not fall death on deaf ears, but it accomplishes that which you purpose and please. And Holy Spirit, we thank you for the privilege to be able to say what thus saith the Lord. But now, Father, make it applicable so that we can walk it out through the grace and guidance that comes from a revelation and a reverence and a revere for your written word. And as we take priority to study your word, leap off the pages light and life that we will glean to those lights and life and find you and your way. And for that, we praise you and give you glory. The Bible says in Romans 10, 9 and 10, that if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God raised Jesus from the dead, you shall be saved. For the mouth confession is made unto salvation. Would you repeat after me? I confess with my mouth and I believe in my heart that Jesus Christ is Lord and that God raised Jesus from the dead. I thank God for the work that he did for me. And Calvary, and if you pray that you are born again, and we're going to pray that you are sealed to the day of redemption and the fruits of the Spirit will be evident in your life through your consistent walk and your connection to the, to, to the rest of the congregation to be perfected for the work of the ministry and be built up in Christ. And Holy Spirit, I thank you, Lord, that as they receive the indwelling of your Spirit, they would have undeniable evidence that you are Lord over their lives. And for that, we thank you and seal them to the day of redemption by the Holy Spirit and give you praise, honor, and glory for it in Jesus' name. Amen. Now find yourself a Bible-believing teaching church and know that the best is yet to come. I will continue to see you on the next broadcast. We're going to continue this teaching and go further in the Word of God. God bless you and good evening. What an amazing message. Listen again tomorrow for more daily segments of Biblical Principle. Want prayer? Call our 24-hour prayer center at 202-709-PC for you. That's 202-709-7248. Until tomorrow, remember a glorious life is not limited to 28 days. Every moment you're led by the Spirit of God, and as our founder says, it's glory from here. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer, 
transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com slash boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC.